Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to 321 No Hidden. Bobby the Awesome here. It's nice to see you guys regularly again or be here to talk to you regularly again, however that looks like. Um, I had a couple things I want to chat about today. I went out for coffee earlier and the place that I go has um, one of those stupid scratch off machines right by the door. And literally, there's not much room to get by whoever's standing there, someone's standing there, and there almost always seems to be someone standing there to get to the coffee station. So I'm very mindful of it every time I go in. I usually don't notice those machines. Like, I notice a lot of the gambling stuff because I pay attention to it, to see it, to take photos, to talk about it, those kinds of things. This one's like blatantly obvious, and I just really am not impressed by it. But this man is standing there and he stood there the whole time. Now they have one of those coffee machines where you have to press the button. They're like new. I don't know where you're from, but it's almost like it brews and cuts the beans. So it takes, it takes a bit. And this man was there the whole time that I was there making my two cups of coffee, checking out all that. And he had his stuff on his hands and I walked by his shirt and it said mega millions. And I'm like, "Mm." empathy goes out, right? So I don't have gaydar, okay? This is going to sound a little wacky, but I don't really have gaydar. And my belief is I don't think anybody's gay until they tell me. And now I lived with a lesbian roommate for a really long time. And she she would tell me all the time my gaydar is horrible. Because she, could, she could see it a mile away. I just couldn't. But with gamblers, problem gamblers especially, I can see it just by conversation um, or just at first glance like this guy. Because even, even Saturday, I sat down. Well, yeah, I guess I'll tell you about this too, because my question stems, my question out loud, I'm going to talk through with you this morning, stems from both of these incidents. I had gotten some food at the event on Saturday and I went and I just was looking for a place to sit that wasn't the ground. And I sat next to this lady and within the first three minutes of us talking, maybe even two, it was not long into the conversation. I had told her that I had just moved there oh, well, you need to go to this casino on such and such road. And I win more on this side than Indiana and blah, 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 blah. I asked her, I was like, well, what else is there to do in Kentucky? And she didn't really have a whole lot of feedback on that. And it was hard to hear as well, but she kept just circling back to this casino. And then as I watched this guy this morning, the thought that goes through my head, I want to say, hey, I'm Bobby the Awesome. Come listen to my podcast. There's help. Like, let me help you. So when I left the gas station this morning, I was like, I wonder if I can make a business card that looks something like, if you want to win at gambling, learn the secrets here. Because the secret is don't fucking do it, right? That's how you have a quality life. If you you can quit gambling and get into recovery and really take care of yourself. Because when we're gambling, we're not taking care of ourselves. It's just a fact, right? Like this man... Was he late for work this morning? Was he missing time with his kids getting ready for school? Whatever it was, he was just standing there with this machine. And just time alone, you can get back from quitting gambling. So these are the things I'm I'm thinking. Like, how can I politely tell people in the public that I come across that they need to quit gambling? There's part of me that's like, yo, I want to save a life here because that's, you know, we all know how serious it is. So I'll be, I'll be stewing on that. I'll, I'll drive around to get some, some downloads on that. Or if you want to tell me on the three, two, one page on, on Facebook or LinkedIn or, or whatever, um, or below, cause I think you'll see me in person here in the comment and on YouTube. So 
So that was the first thing. Then the second thing, and this was interesting too. And when I first started the show, I did not have this mindset. So this is part of my evolution. And I'm not sure if I've ever spoken to this. There was a post on Facebook and it was in reference to drinking, not gambling. And I can't remember exactly how it went, but essentially the story was the counselors call it harm reduction. When you're like, it's almost like mindful drinking. And and that was one of the terms in the post, mindful drinking. And this is how I quit my, my drinking. It started with harm reduction and mindful drinking. And I've heard harm reduction talked about in the gambling sense, but because my experience has been every time I quit, you know, I, I remember trying to keep track of wins and losses on the refrigerator to show me like I shouldn't be going back to the casino or keeping track of how long it's been and playing these games in my mind. Oh, well, it's been a month. So you can go back, you know, like all the, all the voices in the heads that get us back to, back to the casino, unfortunately. And I was afraid. I was like, well, that was my version of harm reduction. I would go less. I would spend less or, you know, leave the ATM card at home. Maybe really. It's so funny though, right? That's the other voice in my head that used to say, well, how are you going to get home? What if, what if you break down? You need the ATM card, which was really just another way of saying, keep it in the car so you can go back out and get it 800 freaking times or until the machine blows up on you and says there's no more money. So I've never really embraced this harm reduction strategy, but for drinking, how my journey played out was it was 2019. And, and if you've been listening a while, you might know this, um, even though I don't think I've ever called it this, I had at the Christmas Eve of 2018, we, my roommate that I was telling you about, her and I had gone to a bar and we had these mojitos. They were buy one, get one free at this bar and they had fried cheesecake too. So it was like heaven for me at the time. And we got freaking hammered. Like, I think I made her late for Christmas dinner And my guy had sent me a present in the mail and I was trying to like video with him or do something to open it, you know, and like share the experience. And I was hammered, so hammered. And, and I remember him calling me out on it. And I don't remember, I doubt it was that night, but I remember it being a conversation like, what are you doing about your drinking? Blah, blah, blah. So I had decided that was one of the triggers that had kind of prompted me to look at my drinking in a different different light. I had had almost two years away from a bat. So it was, it was a fair time in my mind. It wasn't like I was trying to do everything at once. And my New Year's resolution going into 2019 was I won't drink as a coping mechanism. That was the first rule I could put on myself. I guess that's what I know. So now I have another train of thought with this. I'm trying to see how this would apply to gambling because it's a thing, harm reduction and gambling. So if we told ourselves to not gamble as a coping mechanism, for me, like kind of the boundaries I gave myself was if I have a bad day at work, if I have a fight with the guy, whatever, I can't go to the bar's coping mechanism. I broke the resolution twice. I remember very clearly one of the days and actually it was the universe helping me along on my journey. I, I can tell you that now I was pissed at work. I was pissed at the guy and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the bar. I'm going to get fucked up and I'm going to just look for trouble. Like I was just on a mission to look for trouble. So I get to the first bar. I order a drink, Long Island, of course. And the bartender's really freaking cute. So I start talking to him, but there's this taxi driver that looks like Santa Claus sitting next to me. He's got this big, long beard. And I'd gone there and ordered 
it was an Irish bar. I still love that bar. Um, even sober, I go back, but it, the food is good. And, and there's just some cool people that work there. Anyway, I totally digress as usual. So I order corned beef and cabbage and it comes in this big bowl. And this guy, this taxi driver is like, he's already way hammered and he's leaning into my food and like talking to me, like really in my face. And um, I ended up leaving there because it was just too much for me. I was like, give me my space. You were not why I came here, dude. In hindsight, the, the universe gave me him as a way to get out of that bar. And I proceeded to the next bar, the same place that I talked about Christmas Eve, right? Where I got my buy one, got one free mojitos. Just coffee this morning, guys. Sorry. So I go to that place and the bartender there, I've met a couple of times and we're kind of friendly. And um, somehow, so now I'm on my second drink. So I'm not like annihilated or anything crazy, but me and this guy start talking and he's the first person that I can remember telling me about the movie, The Secret. And he, um, you know, we were talking about law of attraction. We we're talking about business. We we're talking about a lot of things. It was a great conversation. And of course I still had the hot bartender in the back of my head. Right. Um, Cause I was pissed at the guy, really pissed at the guy. So I chatted with him and I ended up back at the other bar, but I wanted to get home and see that, see that movie. So I ended up leaving and I went home and I watched the secret that night. And I probably watched it again couple more times trying to just understand, but I didn't necessarily get the whole law of attraction or any of that stuff at the time, but it got me on the road to paying attention. So I'm grateful for that night. And that was, like I said, the one time, here's the thing about beating ourselves up, right? For breaking our own rules or our counselor's rules or our spouse's rules or the rules, right? If we learn from it, if it doesn't take us to spiral zone, you know, like they call it research. And I love the way that Paul Churchill always talks about it. Like there's value to relapse sometimes or value to break in those rules. Now I'm not encouraging it, but to make it easier and to let you know that you can forgive yourself when you screw up, like I'm not proud of that night. I'm sharing it with you because I tell you everything, but because I got some lessons out of it, And because I started thinking about this harm reduction thing differently. So back to the Facebook conversation, somebody was talking about, you know, drinking less and harm reduction in this mindful drinking. And I just shared on there, like, it's okay. Like if I didn't do that exercise in 2019, if I didn't stop drinking to cope, and as many of you know, my, my quitting drinking kind of happened on accident. And if you were around in March of 2020, you went on the journey with me as I reflected through fear and grief and resent like so many things, all the emotions that I had in March of 2020 that really didn't have anything to do with COVID, by the way. Uh, but it, if you were there for me with that, you see how the drinking just kind of had to fall away. So on, on a sober travel trip, I had, a, I had to give it up for 30 days. Now I had been practicing this mindful drinking thing all year. It wasn't that hard to have the 30 days. It was actually more than 30. Then the trip wasn't that bad. And then of course I came home and the shit hit the fan. Now do those circumstances, do they probably contribute to me quitting more? And, and by circumstances, it could be a little color if you don't know. Um, a strange bio dad dies and I get the word um, the first night that I'm in the bar trying to be in the bar without drinking. 
he dies of cirrhosis. His mom died the same week, just stirred up a lot of stuff. Me and the guy were done at that point. Like this guy, by the way, guys, this is the guy um, that has turned my world upside down and made the last five years as beautiful as much as it made it miserable. And I really I still don't know how to get past him, quite honestly, because I just feel like I learned so much and I never felt that way before. Anyway, it was a different kind of love. But anyway, so when it comes to dealing with him, the fact that I'm still gamble free and drink free blows my mind. But part of why uh, I didn't drink again was because I was too scared that I would drunk text him something bad. So that was a big key factor. So whatever it is in your life, the, the poor behavior that you exhibit when you're drinking or the fear of health risk or dying or not knowing how to, knowing that you have to process the emotions, but you don't want to, but you need to, and you need to do it sober and, and clear-minded. You're not going to process emotions in front of a slot machine or in front of a scratch off machine. Like it's just not going to happen. Like that's why we're there is because we're avoiding, we're escaping, we're running, we're burying our head in something else. It's not about the money. I know we talk about that all the time. So I guess my question or, or what I would invite you to think about with this conversation is, is harm reduction something you should consider? Do you think it would work for you? Is it worth a shot? If you're struggling with the, the cycles and the yo-yo, why not give it a shot? Like a mindful attempt at harm reduction. I wish there was a better term. That sounds so uh, counselor-ish to me. And uh, that's me crossing communities, right? Hanging out with the counselors has taught me a lot. Sometimes I feel like I'm in purgatory because I'm not, I don't quite speak just GA and I don't quite speak counselor fluently. I just kind of speak, I'm the awesome speak, I guess, <laughs> which is a combination, you know, it's kind of like a bunch of dialects together. At any rate, those are the, those are the things that were on my mind today. Look, being in a place right now, like a geographical, physical place that has, has this, I'm at, and I'm in Kentucky, if you don't know, and the Kentucky Derby is all that is on everybody's radar from this event that happened on Saturday being the kickoff all the way through the race. And I was out on my bike yesterday and met a couple of fellas because I had stopped. There was a really nice uh, volleyball court on the corner. You know, I was looking to find out about leagues and stuff is another point I want to make out like I'm alone in a strange town again, starting over. The only people I know are the people I come in contact with work or in restaurants or getting coffee or whatever. So I'm not just sitting here hibernating, right? Because, and it's funny because it did cross my mind, like, oh, I could buy a box of wine, I bought some puzzles. I can just hang out. Nobody would know the difference, but it's not about anybody else. It's about like, why would I do that? I still got to, I had to still build my freaking recovery playgrounds, even though I got a real job, but I'm putting myself out there to find community. I'll be at the Y, I'll be at, at volleyball leagues, maybe golf leagues. I'm, I'm searching around. I don't care. I talk to strangers. I talk to strangers, right. As part of my living. So I'm not, I'm not going to let myself, this is part of the fill in my cup. I'm practicing what I preach. Of course, this is part of building my foundation here and keeping myself safe. Anyway, I was talking to these two fellas and they were very helpful. But the thing with the Kentucky Derby is not only is it about betting and the horses and all the things, but there's also literally drinks 
that get married to the day in the event. I heard people talking about mint julep last Wednesday when we were in the restaurant. Then these guys told me about mint julep. And then there's another drink to drink on this certain day. And and there's traditional stuff. And honestly, I haven't made up my mind. Am I going to drink a mint julep on mint julep day? Am I going to drink a lily on the lily day? I honestly don't know. I don't think I need to, to enjoy the experience. But I also have this other voice. and, And I guess this is why I haven't listen to this other voice because I'm still unclear if the voice is present, reasonable, healthy Bobby, or if it's still addiction trying to sneak in. But that voice tells me I should be able to, to embrace experiences. For me, something like this would be an experience. Like I, I, in my mind, uh, when people ask me about my drinking a ton, well, I don't know that I quit forever, but I'm going to wait until I make my first million dollars and then I'll have champagne. Like that's the the first intentional drink that I had, like have declared I would have. I think it's just as asinine as I say this to you in this moment. Like why does champagne make a difference? I guess it's the celebratory thing and maybe I find a different way to celebrate. That's interesting. See, this is, this is healing at its finest, right? I don't, I don't know all the answers. I feel differently than I felt five years ago, two years ago, two months ago, just, continues to change. The key is me recognizing it being present and um, reflective when it does happen in these moments. And that was just a moment. So thank you for that. So I'm thinking I won't be drinking mint juleps and lilies just based on this conversation. Okay. Thank you for being with me, even when I'm a little wacky and all over the place like this morning. Um, I got to get ready for my team meeting, my day job that I'm working very hard at um, embracing and knowing that I can use the funds from the day job to um, keep the project of recovery playgrounds in the three, two, one movement moving forward. Um, the university can take care of me. I can't shake the fact that I have to build these things. So there's a, okay, one more thing before I go, because it's pretty cool where I'm living. Now I picked this place just online. And it was like, it was close to a Y. It was close to a park. I really didn't know what I was doing. It seemed central to where I was going to have to travel each day across the way. So we're not allowed to smoke on the property. And yes, I've digressed. I went a month again and then I've been smoking lately, but you have to smoke off the property. And where I go to smoke, there's this three-story building, just like how I imagined three, two, one, and it's under construction. And I sit there when I'm smoking and I fantasize, like I build out this building. Cause it's like, it looks to me like the right size. It's just pretty cool. So I actually started sketching because, because part of what I want to do is create um, like a 3d virtual to show what all this stuff that's in my mind. There's a lot of really cool things in my mind for the three, two, one project. So I sit there and I watch this building and I just like envision the logistics and where's the dog park going to go? And where's the stage going to go? And where's the meditation room going to go? Like, where are all my things, all my moving parts? How's this going to work? How is it going to be logistics for when I sneak blue October into to play a concert? Um, how am I going to get my RV to the top of the building? Like really crazy fun stuff. Um, so I'm telling the universe every day. I guess that we circle back, right? So the secret and the law of attraction. Um, but I really feel drawn to this building and excited about it. So um, that's part of why I think I'm here, <laughs> honestly, um, to get the vision, to meet the people that I'm going to meet and experience the things I'm going to experience and get the money to do all that. All right. I'm really leaving you now because I just looked at the clock, but I love you, beautiful people. Thank you for listening. Um, 
if you haven't already, follow me on Insta, Facebook, you know, all the places, wherever you hang out. Um, I'm always talking about things, self-care, fun, living life, dessert, you know, the things. And I will talk to you real soon. Maybe next time I'll tell you about these two cool employees that I just hired because it's another universe thing. So I will talk to you next time. I love you, beautiful people. So long. Um...